Welcome to Day Zero Update for April 16th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Sologi. And I'm Brandon Parkins. Yeah, just the two of us this week as we try to get this show recorded before Easter. Yep. So we can enjoy the, the day off. Anything yeah. else that's going on that day? So Pretty much. Uh, but we got a decent amount of news this week. Not a ton, but uh, we got some games getting some big updates here. A couple mm-hmm. of release dates here for next month. Uh, a few more interesting things getting announced here and there mm-hmm. uh, for that. And uh, I figured we'll cap it off talking about some of the big releases here for April and May. What's left yeah. of April, at least. Because uh, there's quite a bit there. Yep. Stuff that's looking interesting. So uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show. But before we do, we'll you know talk about what we've been playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll kick it off here. Uh, I've been playing some Chrono Cross, the mm-hmm. Radical Dreamers edition, I think they're calling it. Uh, the new like remaster of the original PS1 JRPG that's a... A follow-up to Chrono Trigger, maybe not the the one that people would have wanted. That mm. would be more of a direct follow-up. Yeah. But it takes place in the same universe. I don't know what that means. I've not looked into the story that much to figure out what the, the connection is mm. just yet. But I've played a couple hours of this, and it is a very interesting game. Uh, yeah. You can definitely tell this was made... Uh, sort of in the latter part of the PS1 era of JRPGs, where they're just trying to do different things. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's, and especially when you start the game, well, first thing is the options for like the, the newer remastered graphics uh, versus the old ones are only in the launcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not something you can just like pause the game, change, and come back, or even hit a button in the game itself. You have to save and go back out yeah, uh, for a bit of a weird whole thing to do. And I don't know if the game is better with the newer graphics. Mm. It seems like there are some performance issues as well with the newer graphics, mm-hmm. uh, which is not what you want uh, for that kind of thing. And as I've said for stuff like the Final Fantasy VII remaster on the PS4 and that, it's like those background images aren't necessarily uh, preserved well enough that they could do a modern, you know, remaster them yeah. in a way that looks good. Yeah. I had the same issue when I was doing like the remaster of uh, Final Fantasy nine. Um, yeah. Just those background environments, especially the pre-rendered ones. They just, they look awful. Yeah. They are just, you know, bitmaps or pings or whatever kind of files they made. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least with Chrono Cross here, there are elements on top of that. Yeah. That can uh, add a little bit of extra detail. But there were times where I was looking at these, uh, the remastered sort of backgrounds and be like, what the hell am I looking at? Yeah. Uh, especially, I think, in the one of the early things you do is you have to chase after these Komodo dragons, which do not look like actual Komodo dragons. Mm-hmm. They look like big, giant, walking lizards. Yeah. Uh, but you're supposed to, like, chase this one around. Or all of them you're supposed to chase around. They're like little puzzle segments. But I just went off in this one different path and 
just hit a button near a bush that I would never expect it to be anything, and my character just disappears under it. Uh, and pops out in this other area, and I was like, oh, this is how you get the these chests that are inaccessible any other way you can think of. Mm-hmm. And it's like a... Oh, well, this... If this game were made now, there would be a lot better cues of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was funny running around with the the fast forward button, constantly running into the like the little ramps into the huts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like hard to differentiate some of that stuff, but yeah, the character models look all look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all hold up. And playing through the those like first two hours, like basically up to the point where you get the the big twist early on, which is that. Uh, you've somehow disappeared out of your timeline into an alternate one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one where you, your younger self died when 10 years earlier. Uh, so, you know, everything else is kind of the same outside of a handful of things. So it's kind of very back to the future-ish mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's like, oh, these slight things changed. Um, and that whole thing is pretty weirdly done. Uh, that's where you run into your first actual party member. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the game itself, a lot like, uh, uh, unlike a lot of JRPGs, like kind of gets you to the action pretty quickly after you start. You watch like a really quick kind of intro. Uh, but then you're in this building to go explore and do some fights. And without any context, the battle system makes zero sense up front. Yeah. As you're sort of presented with these numbers and like percentages that don't make any sense. So then you're like, well, the higher percentage is probably better, but I have no idea what that means. And there's an uh, an option called elements, which you can probably Mm -hmm. figure out. is like, these are probably spells. Yeah. But they're one use spells. Mm -hmm. Unless you get uh, these uh, multi-use ones that you have to keep buying to refill Mm kind of thing. It probably changes at a certain point, and I can see uh, somebody saying like later in the game it just becomes kind of a mess as you just have a bunch of different things there. Mm. Um, but yeah, that you go through a whole tutorial sequence with the the village chief that explains to you how all this works, mm. and like you're clicking on the different numbers to go to different parts of a combo kind of system and they also fill up a different meter that lets you use the elemental element attacks and then there's an egg-shaped meter that explains how you know attacks of different elements become mm-hmm. more powerful and less powerful depending on how much of that is filled up with certain colors and it's like this is this is too much mm-hmm. I understand a couple things here could have been interesting but Especially because there's no point that they ever surface you getting XP mm. out of any of these fights. So you just occasionally come out of fights where it's like, ah, HP up. Like, what? And then your your element bar also gets upgraded at times. And it's like, okay, sure. I don't know what the hell's going on, but sure. Uh, there's like even crafting stuff to it a little bit uh, where you are you know, fighting enemies and you get materials that drop and you can take it to a merchant to craft different kinds of equipment. And they don't make it super easy to know what stats they're affecting. 
for mm. those things. Uh, it feels like they wanted to take out a lot of the numbers out of the game uh, that could confuse maybe newer JRPG players. I don't know. But it kind of just creates like a whole weird vibe to the whole game. Uh, but yeah, the story is, is interesting, but it's not great yet. Mm-hmm. It's up till this point where we get the, the big twist and you uh, meet the second party member, which was in that initial intro sequence, for me at least. Uh, but it seems like that that intro sequence, you have random party members in it. Because mm. I was playing before... I was streaming that because so I was like, well, I want to make sure there's not any big, huge cutscenes or anything that could cause issues. Which there wasn't, but I had uh, the one party member, Kid, that's the first one you meet mm-hmm. in the game that joins your party. Uh, and then there was a mermaid lady mm. that showed up, and she wasn't in the actual first time I was playing that section in the uh, the stream. So that was kind of a whole weird thing as well. Especially because I was kind of weirded out that both your party members had accents. Because the, the mermaid lady has a German accent. Mm-hmm. For however that happens. Uh, kid has a either a British or Australian accent. Mm-hmm. Since there's no audio to it, I have no idea which one. <laughs> uh, so it's one of those. It's probably British, I'm assuming. But uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty good remaster, but it's very much like the you know the Final Fantasy you know seven eight nine PS one remasters. They're like they're mostly good, but there are enough rough edges that will annoy people that know that they're capable of doing better mm-hmm. when they want to. Uh, but yeah, that's the because it seems like that's the big ones. The the frame rate is not great, and the the remastered like backgrounds are kind of just rough. Because I guess they used AI mm-hmm. uh, for that to like fill in details and stuff, and it just didn't do a very good job, I guess, mm. compared to the way that some people do that stuff for the emulation for those sort of games, mm. uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's all right. Might be worth checking out when it's on sale or something like that, unless you're mm-hmm. really into weird JRPGs that try to do a lot of interesting things and doesn't succeed on much of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of my favorite parts was you face off against I assume one of the at least the early baddies a guy named Karsh who has these two uh, like henchmen and they're hilarious because their names are Salt and Pepper mm-hmm. but S-O-L-T and, uh, with an O-R at the end of Pepper mm-hmm. and their bumbling henchmen were like oh you needed a you know, this element attacks. Didn't you bring it? And like, no. Oh, no. And then you meet him a second time. And you're like, aha, we got this element uh, attack for you. And they use it. And it's like, all right. It makes the opposite elements stronger. And you're like, oh, we didn't bring that. So we can't attack. That's that kind of stuff where it's like a, a funny little thing that was uh, probably the most, you know, interesting part of that whole first two hours. Uh, so yeah, that's Chrono Cross, pretty decent game. Definitely want to put some more time into it and kind of see where it goes uh, from there. Because there's supposed to be like 45 playable characters. It's like they got jealous of Suikoden, mm-hmm. uh with that, and 
want to do their own mark on that. Uh, but I've only seen two so far in two hours, so hmm. curious to see how that all changes. But uh, yeah, let's see. Also played some Nobody Saves the World, which is on PlayStation and Switch as of this week, this past week here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the newest Drinkbox Studios game. Uh, the devs behind Guacamelee, Severed, and some other games there. And it is uh, very much a, a Zelda-like, but mm, the big uh, differentiator is that uh, you have these different forms. You're a nobody. This sort of just white-skinned dude mm. with, like, dead eyes, dead black eyes uh, that can shape-shift into other forms that you come in, come across. And so, like, the early one you get is a rat that can sort of get through these small openings into other areas. And so, yeah, a lot of them, uh, at least those, that one so far is kind of the big one I have seen that like gives you access to new areas. Uh, there are definitely other places where I can see like, Oh, I'll have to get another forum that lets me, you know, get across water and some of this kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, the biggest issue I have with the game is that at least early on here in the next first like two, two and a half hours is that it's kind of just a grindy game because with each of the forms, you get a series of quests that are usually like, oh, kill this many enemies with, you know, this attack. Um, when you uh, do it, it'll be like, oh, now do this many kills with this uh, attack. And maybe like, oh, uh, some attacks have different status effects they can get, you know, like poison or uh, extra damage, that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, do do attacks that get this kind of thing on it, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's all just filling those out because they will give you form points and XP. XP just upgrades your overall stat stuff to it every time. Uh, but the... Uh, the form points upgrades the form, which adds new abilities and such to them that can make a big deal. Cause initially you just have one attack you can do mm-hmm. uh, or one ability. And so that first upgrade, you get to a second, uh, then you get to hopefully fill out a third. Cause it's all in the, like the lower three face buttons, you know, X square circle, X, a B, uh, that would be Y, a B on the switch. And, uh, you're kind of want to fill those out for uh, the action here you're trying to go through. And yeah, you're getting story quests in there as well. You can uh, sort of go through and look at all of the quests you have for the different uh, forms you have, mm-hmm. but they're also story ones. Uh, there's one that was like about uh, falling in love. Mm. Uh, I was like, what the hell is this? And I figured out it was this horse uh, that you're supposed to fall in love with. I was like, well, I guess I'm getting a horse form at some point. When I got it, I was like, oh, I took it back. And it- goes through this stuff all over the castle now and I can't get back in. I need you to go save it. Mm-hmm. Though he doesn't acknowledge that you've done anything yourself. He's like, oh, wizard must have helped you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just very kind of being weirdly pompous about it. Yeah. And uh, the weird thing is you go to that uh, dungeon and it's like, oh, you can't progress on any of these form quests while in mm-hmm. this dungeon which I sort of get in that they want you to focus on the the combat challenges they're putting in that thing. But it also feels like 
they didn't really even need to bother like turning them off. Cause at a certain point you're kind of just min maxing your, uh, your quests. So you're like, oh, I'm going to work on these quests in this form mm-hmm. for a while. Just kill any enemy that comes upon me uh, with that. Even if it's not the best way to go about it. And so like, I get that they want to kind of avoid that part of it where maybe you're trying to fight every enemy is the mouse, which is easily damaged, but it can also has an attack to uh, refill health sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good game. It just, maybe it's very kind of grindy up front, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to upgrade these different forms as quickly as possible. Uh, part of which is you get a, a, uh, a skill tree of sorts, but it's for unlocking the different forms. And the the new forms you get are based on upgrading those previous forms. Usually they have two paths that go off of them to up- unlock another forms. And one's like, oh, you got to be a C rank to unlock this next one. And the other one might be an A rank or something like that. So it's like behooves you to kind of try to focus on those quests because you want to unlock that stuff as quickly as possible. Because I ran into a... Uh, a quest that required me to like fight a bunch of enemies, but not be, I was separated from the person I was trying to keep safe. And that was a bit tough because I only had the one ranged uh, form. Uh, luckily the process that I unlocked another one, but it's still fairly weak in what it could do. So I'm under leveled for this, or I don't understand. I don't have the right form still for this thing. Mm-hmm. whatever it was, it was just a huge pain in the ass and I ended up giving up on it. Uh, so yeah, there's like a, there's a lot to it that is like, this could get better if it maybe, I don't know, was a balanced a little bit better, but it's still a good time. But yeah, that's a, uh, that's on everything at this point. It's mm-hmm. got a 10% discount on PlayStation and switch. If you want to get it there, it's still on game pass. So you can check it out there as well. Uh, let's see. The other one I've been playing more of MLB The Show 22. I've mm-hmm. uh, been enjoying that a lot. Uh, they put out their Jackie Robinson Day event, which was pretty simple. It's just one one little moment thing to do mm-hmm. uh, for that, and you get all these different rewards out of it. So nothing really too challenging there. Uh, but yeah, been enjoying that a lot. Look forward to putting more time into that. Uh, let's see. Also been playing more Fortnite. I've mm. uh, been Playing a bunch of that, I managed to get a new emote, which was BTS, uh, little emotes based on two of their songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a little fun thing there. I think they also have Gangnam Style, <laughs> just to make sure you know what's up there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, I've also been playing more Rocket League as I work my way through the, the Rocket Pass for that. And just enjoying a lot, so that's been pretty much it for me. How about you, Brandon? Uh, well, as for me, I am just about finished with Elden Ring. Um, I literally have only one more boss that I have to fight. Uh, that is uh, the absolute final boss, the boss that is apparently the one person responsible for breaking the Elden Ring that you see in all the uh, cutscenes and stuff from the trailers. Um, in fact, they use the hammer that they use in those cutscenes as their primary weapon. Apparently, however, it's a two-parter, like, boss fight, where 
you have to fight them, and then immediately afterward, there's like a true boss that's afterwards that you have to fight. Um, and apparently, it's one of those boss fights where uh, if you die during the second place, if you die, you have to go back and do the first part all over again. So I'm not terribly excited about that, but I am intent on finishing this game. Um, there is one other uh, demigod boss that I had yet to fight yet, and I managed to beat them last night. So, uh, you know, so this is literally it. After this, I'm officially done with the game, and honestly, I might start up another playthrough afterwards because the game's definitely that fun. Um, definitely very enjoyable. Uh, but since I also still have a have my, you know, my Game Pass subscription, I decided to download the original Dragon Age from way back in the day, Dragon Age Origins. And, man, that game has not held up well visually, like, at all. <laughs> um, that game came out, like, around the PS3, Xbox 360 era, and it shows. Um, though, I also remember, like, even back then, people were saying that graphically it was definitely not as good as like Mass Effect was when that game came out around that same time frame and people were saying like yeah this one doesn't look as good um but it's still a pretty good game you know either way um you just have to deal with the fact that you know graphically it's not as good looking as you know Dragon Age Inquisition or Dragon Age 2 was um and Dragon Age 2 of course was very much a rush development and you can clearly tell but somehow, graphically, it looks better. Um, also, you know, character designs and stuff between, you know, from one part of the game to the next, uh, especially between one and two, the designs all, you know, they change drastically. Um, some of them even just straight up change voice actors, too. But yeah, that's uh, what I've been playing. All right. So, yeah, let's get to some news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, No Man's Sky got another big update. Yep. Yes, it called, did. Called Outlaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you can probably guess, it's building up the uh, the pirate part of the experience. As uh, you might notice, when you have some nice stuff on your ship and you go off of a planet, you'll get mm-hmm. notification that some other ship is scanning you. Yeah. Uh, they're doing that because you have something good on you and they're going to start a fight. Yep. Uh, and they're sort of, those are outlaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have introduced with this update, the outlaw systems, build mm-hmm. your own squadron of pilots, improve space combat, uh, a solar sail starship, as mm-hmm. well as much more stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The solar ships are a new high tech star class starship class. Mm-hmm. With a full and diverse range of procedurally generated variations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're efficient, long-range travelers. Come with their own unique technologies. Can be found all across the universe. Yeah, they're outlaw stations now. Mm-hmm. That are for, let's see, they have no Sentinel interceptors. Their own technology merchants. Their own marketplace for contraband items. Their own unique mission agents and much more stuff there. Uh, let's see, the risk and rewards of space combat have been rebalanced for challenge flow and speed. So that's good to see. Yeah, more like dramatic explosions. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 
ships, asteroids, freighters, and space cargo uh, so that you can get a bit more out of that stuff. Or kind of shows, from what these gifts shows, like kind of continued explosions until the whole thing explodes. Mm-hmm. Shooting a bunch of stuff around you, which is probably not realistic for space. Uh, these are like explosion like you'd see out of like a uh, a spaceship out of on on Earth, you know, fighting in World War Two or even in modern combat kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, okay, you'll have uh, occasional fleets of frigates flying across the sky. Mm. Usually, you wouldn't see anything out in space unless it's other planets or suns, that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's smuggling. There's a ton. I've, I'm not even a third through this page here scrolling <laughs> down. So there's a lot here. Uh, it seems like the the one issue I've seen being reported is that there might be some occasional bugs where more pirates spawn, spawn out there mm-hmm. than you would expect. So people are kind of inundated with bad guys messing them up and all that. So, Oh, yeah, there's another thing here. Cloth physics they have now for capes that you can have on you and all that mm. and kind of flow more realistically. Uh, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. Uh, cool looking update. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out here and see how that how that looks in action. Uh, but another game getting a big update here. Bug Snacks. Mm. Uh, the Isle of Big Snacks update that they announced, I think it was last year, late last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was coming to bring uh, a bunch of big bug snacks, mm-hmm. like called big snacks, as well as the ability to put hats on them and new trophies and all that kind of stuff. Uh, is finally coming out April twenty eighth. Along with that, it is also hitting uh, Xbox and a Switch. It'll also be on Xbox Game Pass that same day, and it seems like if you want to purchase it, it'll be twenty five bucks with a 20% discount for launch. Mm. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, exciting. That's out here in another week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives you some extra stuff, and this is sort of massaged into kind of the mid-game part of it, because I believe the, the end game of that is kind of a, a big whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can't really fit into there uh, as much. So yeah. that's uh, a sort of thing... I think it'll just let you go back into before the thing that happens at the end and play this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Adds a few more hours of content mm. to it, uh, which is great to see for free. So yeah, right. there you go. Neat. Uh, let's see. Another date here we've got Ayudin Chronicles, mm-hmm. or Ayudin Chronicle yeah. Rising. This is yep. the, the spinoff game. This is not the Kickstarter game. Mm-hmm. This is a spinoff that they announced a while ago that would be coming out before the Kickstarter game, which yeah. was a weird whole thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It is finally coming out May 10th. Yep. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. And it's on Steam, Epic Game Store, and GOG. Mm. Uh, that is a kind of Metroid-like kind of game. Yeah. Uh, as I say, fast-paced 2.5D action RPG with town upgrading elements. As a, sort of a prequel to 100 Heroes, which is the Kickstarter game that's expected next year. Mm-hmm. Might happen. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but it'll be 15 bucks. 
but it'll also be on PC and Xbox Game Pass at launch. Mm. So you can check that out without putting any further money into it. Mm. Uh, so it looks neat. Neat. Sounds cool to me. Another thing that's uh, a few weeks off. Yeah. There. And uh, the last date we have here, Hard Space Shipbreaker. Mm-hmm. game I played a decent bit on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a uh, a game where you are essentially like you sell your body to a corporation. Yep. To pay off debts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they essentially like uh, suck your your brain, your consciousness out of your body, and destroy mm-hmm. your your meaty bits and reconstitute you as a a digital entity that just gets put into clones every time yep. you die. It's very much an anti-capitalist game. Oh, yeah. Uh, about the exploitation that this kind of stuff has. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's a game where you're taking apart these ships. Mm-hmm. Depending on what bits you have uh, from them, you toss them into uh, a thing that collects uh, the bits, the good bits for processing, mm-hmm. or you melt down the bad bits for furnace stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are expensive stuff you can shoot below you to into a different collector thing. Yeah, uh, and you're essentially put into debt like like it's like 1.2 billion credits or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is, and you're trying to do enough jobs to bring yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming there's more story stuff, I haven't gotten that far into it. As they mentioned here, uh, there's a final campaign act added. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Let's see, oh, you can now save your in progress in progress salvage. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Uh, if you uh, we're trying to just keep playing that game. Maybe had to had a little bit of time to go. You would have to stay a little longer to finish the ship, or just you know give up on it, mm-hmm. essentially, and sort of take what you got. Mm-hmm. Now they'll let you kind of save your progress and come back, which is good. Uh, let's see, they'll improve progression, economy, and upgrade stuff. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, improve performance and stability. Hopefully, that's a good thing because I was trying to stream it. When I got a code for it, and that was definitely one of the issues, is it just I couldn't turn down things to get it to run properly with mm-hmm. the stream. So, you also have all your Steam achievements, trading cards, and all that kind of stuff mm. to buy and unlock as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be just on Steam, and it'll also be on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Mm. No console versions at the moment. Yeah, I like to see it on consoles. It could work. I would well. too, because uh, I'd actually like to play it, and my piece of junk PC isn't good enough for it. So, yeah, it's definitely a demanding game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's exciting. It'll be May twenty fourth. Yeah, it's got a fun bit where you know, like the the flair you get working at like restaurants. I think the mm-hmm. uh, highlighting like, like yeah, Fridays or yeah, like a showing off in like office space. Mm-hmm. That is like a thing that you get in this to put on, put stickers on your gun. Yeah. And it's not like, Oh, you unlock the sticker. You can just put it all over the place. No, you got one sticker to put on your gun. 
So you have to pick the spot for it. Kind of things. And you get those for completing various tasks. Usually one's like, uh, you know, process, you know, a hundred ships or, you know, all this kind of stuff mm. uh, to it. So you can tell people that have played a lot by how many stickers or flare they got on their gun. So, you know, mm. that's the kind of cynicism it has about capitalism and all that. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's out in about a month or so for PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one does not have a date yet, but No More Heroes 3 came out for the Switch last year. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird that it was only for the Switch, uh, but XSeed has confirmed that they are bringing it to uh, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC mm-hmm. uh, sometime this fall. Mm. Uh, they will also have physical editions to release and collector's editions. They'll have, uh, let's see, a CD labeled Music Selections. Mm-hmm. A Santa Destroy Moe vanity license plate and an mm-hmm. art book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can get that sort of extra stuff. That was a game that was uh, reviewed pretty well. Mm. Uh, I don't think it was necessarily a huge game or anything. So it's good that they're bringing that to more people. Uh, so that, that'll be one to keep an eye on for this fall. Mm. All right. So there's that. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. NISA has announced a new game that they are bringing out. So this is a Vanillaware game. Yep. Uh, one that has... It's actually their first game. And it's one of their... Literally the first game they put out. Yeah, a game that came out a long time ago on the PS2. Yep. Uh, called Grim Grimoire. Mm-hmm. This is when they're calling it Grim Grimoire once more. Yep. Uh, remaster coming to PS4 and Switch. At, uh, it's coming out on July 28th in Japan. They do not have a Western date yet mm. for it. I guess it's technically not NISA. It's NIS. Mm-hmm. The America branch has not announced a localization for this yet. Mm. But it's got you know improved and redone art mm-hmm. here. I believe they're touching up on a lot of the systems make it better and having some more quality of life stuff to it. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. So that's cool to see. It's one I, uh, I like the look of it, but I never really play. I never got it or anything. I think I probably bought it on the, uh, the PlayStation store on PS3 when they put a, a PS2 version on there. Mm. It's, an like R- a, it's an RTS. Yeah. It's like a weird RTS. Yeah. It's and, uh, like 2D play from the side, which is weird because most RTSs, you know, they're like isometric or whatever. Not this one. Yeah, it's kind of almost kind of looks like a MOBA of sorts. It ca- yeah, kind of. Because you got a bunch of units going around doing stuff. Uh, yeah. Almost like the creeps in a MOBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually met- not too far off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that'll be. I assume it'll come to the West. There's mm-hmm. no point doing all this work and only releasing it in Japan. Mm. Uh, so that'll be neat to see. But yeah, let's see another like niche Japanese release: the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Came out on the PS4, Switch, and PC last summer. Yep. The Capcom has announced that it is suppressed 500,000 units sold. 
Huh? Over half a million. Not bad. Yeah, it's pretty great for a series where is a spin-off series of the Phoenix Wright games. Mm-hmm. You know, it does not have Phoenix Wright in it. Yeah. And there's a thing that, you know, nobody outside of the West have been able to check out until this release. So it's great news. Yeah. For that. And they put out some new art for this as well. Mm. Of the characters in the game sort of celebrating. One holding a PS4 case, another one a Switch case. Yep. So, you know, there you go. I hope that uh, the success of this and the trilogy gets them to bring those 3DS games over to the uh, the consoles. Yeah, because I, you know, uh, I like the original, you know, but I've played the original um, Ace Attorney on my Switch, the original, you know, trio, I guess. And yeah. uh, don't need to bring the rest of them over here. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Dual Destinies and Mm-hmm. I forget what the other one was. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of them there that are worth bringing over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doing all the extra work they've done for these other games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to look here. Yeah, there's Apollo Justice that also needs to be brought up. Uh, yeah, it's Dual Destinies and Spirit of Justice are the other ones. Mm-hmm. And the thing that will never show up is the Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright thing. Yeah, because there's a Wright thing that they're having to do with them in level five. Yeah. Level level five at this point probably would do it because they could use the money. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Uh, So that would probably be a thing that they would maybe consider at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, there you go. Uh, That game did pretty well. Mm Mm-hmm. And speaking of games that did well, the Horizon Chase developer Aquiris mm-hmm. uh, has announced that they have entered into a multi-game publishing deal with Epic Games, mm. uh, which is cool to see. Uh, they're going to be uh, partnering with them to uh, get all the the funding and product development help that they can get with that. Uh, no real details on how many games or whatever, but that's cool that studio gets to keep working on more stuff. I think they are currently working on a game called Wonderbox the Adventure Maker. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, that's a mobile game. Okay. Mm. <laughs> like they're, That's what Horizon Chase was originally. Yeah. A mobile game that got ported up to the consoles and looks fantastic and runs really well. So hopefully they get all the supports they need to keep making bigger and better games. Yeah. Uh, and this is one of the the more surprising stories of the week. The uh, the people at CD Projekt Red have announced that the new versions of The Witcher Three Wild Hunt for the new consoles has been delayed uh, because they have moved the developments in house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weird bit that people probably didn't realize is that the studio they hired for this is. Saber Interactive, but not necessarily the any of the main studios they have. It was the studio that they uh, established in Saint Petersburg, Petersburg, Russia, that was handling this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this uh, sort of upgrade. yeah, <laughs> about that. And yeah, that uh, has been complicated big time 
with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. And that uh, it's probably been complicated just on a business end with a lot of the sanctions and such that have happened since then. Mm. Uh, so they seem to have said, like, yeah, we'll just take this all in-house uh, for the time being. And we'll keep working on it. So there's probably a lot of work to do just to get the hang of all the, the work that's been done to see what they have to do and all that. So they're basically saying, yeah, we're postponing this Q2 release until further notice, mm-hmm. which people are just like, oh, it's been delayed indefinitely. It's like, nah, not really. It's just been delayed beyond what that was. And they don't know what the scope of that work is to be done. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it'll hopefully be done by the end of the year, but we'll see. Uh, for that. Uh, and that's one that they also can't really afford to mess up. Because mm. otherwise it won't give people much much confidence in the new game that they're working on. Even if it's not necessarily the <sighs> uh, the whole thing there, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice to have a, a great running version of that on consoles. Because mm-hmm. much like uh, Cyber Proj- or Cyberpunk uh, that game didn't run super well when it launched. No, it didn't. Depending on the areas of the game you're in. Yeah. Though I will say, even though it didn't run super great, it wasn't quite as bad as it was when Cyberpunk launched. No. Oh. They were aiming for a more reasonable yeah. level of graphics than what Cyberpunk was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, but... This will be fun to see whenever it eventually gets out. Maybe they'll get it done by... Ah, it's probably not going to happen, but they announced the this upgrade back in September 2022. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, maybe they'll get it done by the time it hits two years since that announcement. But we'll see. There's mm-hmm. that. And the uh, last one here, Certain Affinity, mm-hmm. a support studio that has done a lot of work over the years, uh, a lot of which working with the Halo series in various ways. Uh, they have been uh, hired to do work on Halo Infinite. Uh, their tweet here specifically says, we've been part of the Halo franchise for more than 15 years, and we're honored to say we are deepening our relationship with 343, mm-hmm. have been trusted with further evolving Halo Infinite in some new and exciting ways. Join us on our journey, and a link to their uh, hiring page was like, well, that's a weird thing to to put out there. Yeah. Is 343 having issues getting the campaign stuff added to the game or evolving the multiplayer stuff the way they wanted? Mm. Is it stuff like that? Or are they coming in to do something else? Like, I think I've seen people wondering why there isn't a Halo Battle Royale game mm. at some point. Yeah. And it's like, oh, maybe they would be the ones to work on that. I don't know. Um, Moves to setting up some sort of acquisition by Microsoft, which wouldn't be a huge surprise. Mm. It just adds to the further mess that is Halo Infinite at the moment, as yeah. people are waiting for the features yeah. they that were announced to be delayed and the end of this first season of the multiplayer stuff. That has been very rocky at times. Yeah. And so this just kind of further as on as like, well, this isn't what 
that people wanted, and anything that comes out of this is still going to be a ways off. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of adds to that mess of uh, things that are probably positive, but are not being felt immediately. So it's hard to be super positive about things with that game. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the the weird bit of Halo Infinite news there. Wondering sort of what what this is all about. Okay. Yeah, so three for three. We hope things are going well over there. Yeah. But really do. <laughs> who knows? Even their community people have acknowledged how uh, much they've kind of messed it up. Mm. Made it hard to give you know the community any sort of positive hope for any major changes coming anytime soon mm-hmm. with that game. But yeah, we'll see. I think that second season starts here in a couple of weeks. Mm. So maybe that brings some of the, the changes that people want. Uh, but we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, with that, that is the news portion of the show. And uh, I have put together here a list of upcoming releases here throughout the end of May. Mm-hmm. Stuff that is known. Yep. May still be stuff that gets announced or surprise released here in the next about six weeks or so. Yeah. Of this, but uh, this is kind of a, a good little guide here of what to uh, keep an eye out for. Yeah. Here over the next. And at least one or two of these we've actually already gone over. So. Yeah, two of the dates we announced earlier are on this list: Bug Snacks mm-hmm. and I in Chronicle Rising. Yeah, and Hard Space. Yeah, Hard Space Shipbreaker as well. Yeah. Uh, so there's those. Yeah, uh, but some other stuff has been or will be coming out here that is probably worth your time. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there is. Let's see, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe mm-hmm. coming to all the platforms on April 27th. There's not much coming out this week coming up uh, for that, so it's kind of the the last week of April here with the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is on the 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bug Snacks and that update is on April 28th. Yep. Rogue Legacy 2 is also on the 28th, Xbox yeah. and PC. Mm-hmm. And then Nintendo Switch Sports is on the 29th. Yeah. Which I'm assuming is that Friday. Yeah, it is. Uh, let me check. So, yeah, there you go. You got yeah, those, those four games coming out over the course of three days. Yeah. Uh, so there you go for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Going into May, there's Trek to Yomi. Yeah, that uh, Kurosawa-esque uh, 3D Action game, yeah. Yeah, it's May 5th. Uh, that'll be on Game Pass there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I in Chronicle Rising, as we mentioned before, is May 10th. Mm-hmm. That's also on Game Pass. Uh, there's Salt and Sacrifice on PlayStation yep. and PC, May 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be uh, a big one for the indie scene. Mm. Uh, May 13th, there's Evil Dead the Game. That's finally coming out. Mm-hmm. I think it's on... Think it's been delayed like a Quite a couple times, hasn't it? I think so. I think it was supposed to come out last fall. Yeah, that's what I thought. And yeah, the, I think that is also on the Game Informer cover for this month. Yep. Uh, so there's a bunch of info and videos they have for that. Mm-hmm. If you want to see that, uh, let's see. On May 19th, there's Soldiers. I mentioned mm-hmm. this before. It's sort of an indie game that sort of brings together some of the uh, neat stuff with a Souls game with the yeah. uh, the exploration stuff that is in a Castlevania 
uh, sort of Symphony of the Night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a neat little thing. I played the the demo a little bit on Steam, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, it's pretty neat for what it is. Mm-hmm. There's also like a whole Valkyrie kind of aspect to it, yeah. As well as there are like giving help to these soldiers or at least guidance for what to do. So mm-hmm. that one seems like a neat game to check out. Uh, also on May 19th, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. Yeah. It's going to be out. This is not the, the, the big game that people are waiting for. This is a, yeah, it, yeah, it's not that. This is, this uh, is a, different. this is also an RPG, uh-huh. uh, but it is uh, a bit of a different one, but it's coming to all the consoles. Uh, Switch and PC as well. And it's part of that whole World of Darkness series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is kind of a weird thing that's kind of getting big time into the games. Mm. There's that werewolf game that's on PS Plus or no, PlayStation Now that is uh, part of that. Obviously coming from the werewolf part of that universe versus these being vampire related. It has a narrative-driven single-player RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, you control three vampires with different disciplines mm-hmm. and switch between them over the course of the game. Uh, all that kind of stuff. And you have to be careful about uh, when and where you're using your abilities because humans around. Yeah. It's called the Masquerade for a reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of one of the, the smaller games that's coming out of that, uh, that franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that is a, a neat one to check out. It's yeah, the 19th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hard Space Shipbreakers the week after that, May 24th. Mm-hmm. Sniper Elite 5 is there on the May 26th. And mm-hmm. then uh, I think that's Game Pass and Pac-Man Museum Plus is May 27th. Mm-hmm. I think it's also Game, uh, Game Pass. Uh, yeah, it's a, a new collection of Pac-Man games. Not necessarily a new collection. Mm-hmm. They just added a few other games to the previous Pac-Man Museum collection. That was from the, I think, the PS3 generation. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious if they made some of the adjustments to any appearances by mixed Pac-Man, as they did in the recent re-release of Pac-Land, which is also mm-hmm. in this game. So that has the original Pac-Man Championship Edition, and yeah. it's. It's really annoying they don't put uh, DX or like DX Plus, I think is the other upgrade of that, or Championship Edition 2. There's mm-hmm. Namco always leaves stuff out of these collections, so they have room for putting them in other collections. Mm-hmm. It's like, just do a fucking full collection. There are 50 million Pac Man games, mm-hmm. they can all fit on a disc. Most of them are arcade games that are. Maybe a couple megs at most. Mm-hmm. It's not that complicated. They even put the Pac-Man 256 in there, that that mobile endless runner game. Mm-hmm. It was also good. Worth checking out. Uh, but yeah, put the other versions of Pac-Man Championship Edition out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put that arcade Battle Royale game mm-hmm. in there as well, so there's always time for that. But yeah, that's a good little preview of the the games that are coming out here over the next six weeks, at least that is revealed at this moment. Mm-hmm. There's probably other stuff that have fallen through the cracks. Yeah. Some other games that 
don't announce that stuff until uh, right up before lunch. Mm. Or one of the 50 million Steam games that released every day. Mm-hmm. That nobody pays attention to because it's there's too much. Mm-hmm. And half of them are porn games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Glover's on here on the Steam upcoming. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it has the dates. That's, oh, yeah, that's April 20th. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's out in a few days. Maybe I'll check that out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's Glover. I don't actually care about Glover. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one of the top new and trending on Steam right now, uh, it's number seven on here, is Lust Academy Season 1. Mm-hmm. You can probably guess what's in that. Mm-hmm. And there's another anime dating sim from the 90s, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's number two. Yeah. Because it's been localized, I guess. Yep. So, you know. So there you go. That is a, that is a good little preview of what's coming out here over the mm-hmm. next six weeks. And that'll do it for the show this week. Mm-hmm. I assume because of the Easter holiday, not, there hasn't not been much news. Mm-hmm. Uh, for much of anything that's been going on, but also we got E3 coming up. Not E3, but you know, Summer Game Fest, uh, the various events that'll happen mm. in June, and some of that stuff will be held back. Mm. And other people will announce things to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see, but uh, yeah, that's going to do it. We'll have one more show here in April. No, two more. No, one more. Mm-hmm. One more in April, and then we'll be in May somehow. Somehow be in the fifth month of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened. It feels like it's still February. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you enjoy the show, feel free to let friends and family know that, that they should also check it out. Uh, as mm-hmm. well as select strangers that will not send you to uh, you know, jail mm-hmm. for accosting them about a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, thank you to Brandon for joining this week. Always. We should be back next week with a full crew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to see how things go here for the rest of the spring. Especially since we get into the uh, doldrums of summer, which is traditionally kind of, uh, kind of the malaise for the gaming industry. Yeah, I don't know. The, the list I was looking at for releases, June is pretty full. Yeah. But everything after that only has a couple of dates each because nobody announces... Yeah. Dates that far in advance yeah. in this pandemic world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Hope you have a good holiday or holiday weekend, even if you're not celebrating. Mm-hmm. And uh, hope you have a good week ahead. And uh, yeah, have a good one, and we'll see you all next time.